the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is The Rob Black Show. One of the areas that I pride myself on as an investor is product. For me, I try to bring onto this show a very good understanding of why you're investing in any name you're investing in. Tyson Food makes chickens. They cut off the heads of chickens. They bleed them out. They put them in a refrigerator. They bring them to the grocery store. We eat them yummy. You get it. Product, right? Microsoft operating system on every computer in the 1990s became a monopoly. Governments went after them. Less of a monopoly now, but still on most computers, that's a good investment. They've typically had their wrist slapped when it comes to you're too big. When you go into a gym and you don't see any Pelotons, you're like, oh, okay, maybe they're not all that. Maybe they're just at homes. Okay, so we get it. It's a different type of gym uh, item. I Do I think Peloton will be in business for years? Yeah, but are they dominant? No. You know what I see in every gym? Not a Peloton, but a freaking fracking pair of Apple AirPods. And... um Apple phones, right? You see everyone working out on the equipment with their phone, listening to their music, texting, whatever to kill the time. I looked at Apple as a luxury item. When it comes to back to school, my kid wants a phone or a watch. He'll accept nothing less because he wants to have it so that other kids see that he has it. I should get him a Disney watch, right? Like a big old Mickey Mouse one. You'll wear this and you'll like it. So as an investor, if you can start looking at things as product, I think that'll help you enormously. I don't know if you can. I don't know if you will. Um, but that's something I'm pretty adamant about is understanding the relationship between product and brand. Um, Fortnite has just come out with a new update. And in the new Fortnite update, they're going to have some Dragon Ball characters. So I don't know enough about Japanese anime to tell you much about Dragon Ball. Um, But Fortnite has to do a really, really good job of keeping that brand cute and pure within reason. A couple years ago, Fortnite got into our Epic Games, which if they come public, I'm buying into. I think right now the metaverse is only Fortnite. There's a couple other plays that are on the super fringe. But when you can drop into a game of Fortnite and play against a six-year-old or a 60-year-old, you're, you're doing something there. You're hitting all ages. and But like for instance, they're bringing Dragon Ball to the game. And they've done a really, really nice job of character animations, creating a little flashy video to introduce you to it. Am I excited about a six-year-old kid with a Japanese anime character that looks like a, a bald rabbit? 
um, shooting me in the back in Fortnite. Yeah, it's going to suck. But they're making tons of money, and he owns that character now. If he pays $9.99 or 1,000 V-Bucks, virtual currency to get virtual skins. Yeah, I, I think they're doing the metaverse pretty well. And they're doing a really good job of managing the brand. A couple of years ago, they got into a little bit of trouble. Because one of the characters that they introduced has a dance. They all have, they don't all have dances, but they all have like ways to show expression. Like, you know, the taking the L is became really big because Fortnite, which I hate. Nothing worse than seeing Little League uh, sports and teams taunting each other by taking the L. Hate that. I always tell my kids be competitive up until the point that you win. And that's all. You don't have to be flashy after that. Um, so my kids act like they've been there before. Anyway, um, brand is super important. I throw that down because if you can learn to do that, you'll become a way better investor. If you could look at Fortnite, got into a lot of trouble. Oh, oh, I, I keep forgetting to tell you about the character from Fortnite. So they introduced a character that was kind of like a wild, wild west, like a six shooter Sally character. And when she did her dance, it looked like she was, how shall we say, um, well endowed in her chest. And there was a lot of motion going on. And it was kind of for a six-year-old, like, what's that, mommy? So they had to fix that almost immediately. And they did. So they took care of their brand. Let's move forward, though. Let's not talk about brand the whole segment. Let's talk about the word Google. The word is a monopoly. Why do I like Google shares? Because Google is a monopoly of a word. I remember the first time I got caught saying, oh, yeah, I looked you up on the Internet and uh, uh, you, you don't your voice doesn't match your look. And she goes, you Googled me. I'm like, what? Wait, what? What? Yeah, I, I use Google. But wait, wait, that's an action verb. That's a pretty good thing to be. When you go up to a bartender and say, can I get a Coke instead of a soda? Coca-Cola wins big. Brand, right? When you think of potato chips, do you have a favorite? Yes, you do. And it's probably owned by Pepsi. Maybe Doritos. Google, to me, is just as important of a brand. It's an 800-pound gorilla in rooms. It's the King Kong of search. It's nearly 400-foot-tall version. It's huge. Monkey. It's not that little ape that climbed up on the Empire State Building in 1933 and swatted at planes. It's the, whoa, that is a football field. To, oh, that is two football field tall monkey. There have been challengers that have come and gone. Microsoft's Bing, Yahoo Search, Ask Jeeves. Do you remember Ask Jeeves? I think Ask Jeeves may have had a Super Bowl commercial. That's embarrassing, America. Ask Jeeves had this weird um, butler as a character. And I don't, it, the, the searching on it, if you go YouTube or Google Ask Jeeves, which is kind of funny, you'll go that that was a clunky experience. So again, product and user experience, pretty big. For the first time in roughly 20 years, Google is at risk of losing market share. The Department of Justice is mere weeks away from suing the tech giant over the size of its ad market dominance. It wants to uproot its $100 billion business model. 
crop of foes are nipping at their feet like TikTok and Instagram. They're offering users new ways of surfing the web. Think about that user experience of surfing the web. When you first got into it and you did something like AOL, it was within a year, we were calling it the internet on training wheels. It changed so fast. For the record, all these innovations create billionaires. The guy who was one of the founders of AOL, Steve Case, he owns much of Hawaii. Him and Zuckerberg, for their innovations they brought to tech, it equals lots of Hawaii. Dad, I want to go to Stanford and become an engineer so I can own Hawaii. Okay, son, that sounds good. But Steve Case also got into it. If you ever want to like see why this in this though, this one should be made into a documentary. If you're a documentarian or you have a friend who's a documentarian, do the rise and fall of Steve Case because he got into some crazy stuff where he's uh let's just put it this way. <clears throat> they had a messenger system, and if you could hack his and someone did hack his, he was very, very naughty with the ladies. <clears throat> and uh why not? You own a lot of Hawaii. So how did Google get started? Um, Sergio Brandon and Larry Page, 1998 Stanford PhD students. Google was hardly the first search engine to hit the web. The platform roared with ferocity of other early search engines, such as Lycos. Uh-oh, do you remember Lycos and Webcrawler? The aforementioned Ask Jeeves, that all they could do was really search. Search for Michael Jordan on a pre-Google service and it likely returned countless spammy pages, gaming the system by hiding or not hiding loads of texts, repeating Michael Jordan or uh, the Chicago Bulls hundreds and hundreds of times. Google, on the other hand, understood that search results should be about quality, not quantity. Its results were determined by what others were linking to a search for Michael Jordan. It came up with a better algorithm that would pull information only from Chicago Bulls websites um, or pages that were relevant with other eyeballs and media link stories. Countless of the servers, they had a spider. Do you remember when we used to talk about internet spiders? They would go out in the middle of the night and they'd update their catalog. Google became the most popular search engine because they had the best algorithm. As of right now, Sergey Brennan, Larry Page are the sixth and seventh wealthiest people on the planet. Not a bad way to go out and buy a piece of Hawaii if they want. Um, Google is now known as Alphabet because Google search did such a good job of dominating advertising search that they're able to fund other projects. Google consistently pulls 92% of the global search market, but they got TikTok to watch after now. If you take a look at everyone else in search, you'd look at YouTube, Google Maps, Yahoo, Amazon, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, Instagram. They're all less than 10% total combined. So Google search and other divisions generated nearly $149 billion in revenue, up 43% in 2020. That's Unbelievable. The site processes over eight and a half billion searches a day, good for about a hundred thousand searches delivered delivered every second. 
Yeah, do I still like Google stock? I do, but should you? Consult a broker or advisor. I'm Rob Black. A straightforward approach to managing your money. The Rob Black Show. James Brown is the godfather of soul. James Brown? James Brown. If you haven't had a day of listening to James Brown on a Saturday or Sunday when it's raining and wet and miserable outside, you have not lived a good life yet. Now, don't get your godfather a soul confused, though, with your grandfather of investing, Warren Buffett. Maybe he's a great, great grandfather of investing. Um, he's as iconic as James Brown. I'm going to take a day off. I'm going to have a whole show eulogizing Warren Buffett when he passes. And then after he passes, I'm allowed to pass. I'm allowed to get into heaven after I do a good deed and say good things about the man. Because he is the grandfather of investing. He is the, the grandfather you've always wanted. He is kind. He's generous. He's sweet. He's never been in a controversy. And yet he's one of the richest people in the world. Never has anyone captured emails from him that were scandalous. Look, he's kite surfing with a model on his on his shoulders who's three times younger than his daughter. You're like, what? No, it's never happened with Warren Buffett. When he makes a move, I pay attention because he's classy. When I got in this industry, the one person I wanted to beat was him because he was the greatest of all time already. And there was years where I beat him as a tech investor, my returns versus his. And I'll tell you what, you put a gun to my head right now, I'm giving my money to Berkshire Hathaway versus giving it to, he's that good. His style is that good. I don't like making the decisions like, do you never want, if you never had to pick stocks again, what would you do? What return would you take to be happy with returns? What? Those hypotheticals, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, what a party would have. So. The grandfather, Mr. Buffet, the buffet's open all day in the last 90 days because he owns a lot of stock. He tells us what he owns. He has disclosures. When he buys, he doesn't buy 100 shares. He's, he's throwing around 52.9 million shares or 1.4 million shares, letting go of 160 million shares of different companies. What did he buy in the last 90 days? Did he buy an artificial intelligence company? No. Cybersecurity? Uh-uh. He bought shares of Apple, Chevron, Occidental Petroleum, and Activision Blizzard. The Activision Blizzard's nothing short of genius. I own Activision Blizzard. They've, been, they've agreed to be acquired by Microsoft. Did I do it because they've been agreed to be acquired by Microsoft? No. <clears throat> I did it on valuations and the fact that they got a creepy CEO who's been around for way too long and he needs to go. And they are going to get rid of him if Microsoft finishes the deal or not. So what did Mike, what did Berkshire Hathaway sell? And again, Warren Buffett didn't have to do anything special. He didn't have to get a COVID play. He didn't have to do, <clears throat> I'm smarter than you and look at the, what I bought. He didn't have to get after the Peloton. He's like, nope. Boring old Apple, boring old Chevron, boring old Occidental Petroleum, and a hedge on Microsoft. Boring old Microsoft. He loves the cash flow of all these companies. If there's one thing that you could say he is, 
Some guys prefer blondes. When I look to fall in love, is it an athletic body type? Is it a curvy body type? Is it a who cares body type? I don't know. We all have different styles, right? When he looks at stocks, he likes cash flow generating machines. He likes companies that charge $5 for something that cost 10 cents to make. He loves that cash flow. So he bought Apple. He bought Chevron. He bought Occidental Petroleum. He bought Activision Blizzard. I would think if you were to buy what he has, if you were to mimic him, you would do very well, even though you're buying it sometimes 90 days after he did. He bought 2.4 million more shares of Chevron. When I talk about companies like Google, they've been around 40 years. When I'm talking about Chevron, they've been around 100 plus years. Activision Blizzard's being acquired by Microsoft. And I, I would venture to guess that Warren Buffett does not know about Call of Duty. I would venture to guess that he's never played a mission in COD. He's not picking up an Xbox or a DualSense controller. He's doing it because Microsoft's cash flow. He's doing it because Rob has, get this, Office 365. And a few years ago, and this is a fascinating story because I just got Office 365 two years ago. But somewhere down the line, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I had an account that uploaded all the photos from my, my phone into the, the, the web, into the cloud. Ooh. And I haven't seen those photos in 15 years when I log into my account because I have a great email, rob at robblack.com. I'm like, that's where those pictures went. And it did sucks because a lot of pictures you took 15 years ago eh, didn't, don't age so well. You're like, why was I hanging out? There's a picture of me in Napa on a wine bus that I'm like, I, and I even have the name of the couple in the picture. I don't remember the couple. So that was a one-off. Someone said to me, Hey, you want to go to Napa this weekend? We've got two extra seats. I'm like, sure. <clears throat> Berkshire Hathaway also added it to its stake in Paramount Global. I don't get this one yet, but he also added to a position in Ally Financial. So I don't know what you need in your portfolio. Do you need oil? Do you need an energy play or do you need a media play? Because Paramount Global is a media play. And I'm like, what's going on there? So now that it's on his radar, it's going to be on my radar. Ally Financial, <clears throat> interest, uh, internet bank, fantastic bank. I, I've used them before. Nothing wrong with them. They used to be affiliated with GE, but GE spun them off to try to like break up the company and become bigger by selling off smaller parts. Interesting to know that Berkshire did cut holdings in U.S. Bank Corp which was a stock I was looking to buy. I did not, but I was looking. What Warren Buffett does, it's good enough for me. It's interesting to watch. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. An education-first approach to managing your money. This is The Rob Black Show. Good news or bad news? Markets were up yesterday, but markets are down today. Stocks are in a sweet spot right now. There's a lot of gloomy economic data out of China, and that gloomy economic data out of China is equaling lower oil prices, though it should be mentioned, slower Chinese economic growth equals bad sign for global growth equals less demand for your fuel, 
equals well that we didn't really want that did we because when we're using fuel we're pushing the economies that is the news that you didn't want to hear how about the news you really don't want to hear a nuclear war between the united states and russia would kill five billion people that's more than half of humanity okay so i feel a little bit better about the stock market there Yesterday, we heard probably the wackiest story we're going to hear in a while. I don't know Seinfeld all that well, but I do know one of the memes from it or one of the characters that everyone knows, Newman. Well, Adam Newman showed back up. And he's getting into the real estate investing game again. Isn't he the guy that did WeWork? And wasn't that the company where he was a weirdo where he'd walk around the streets of New York with his shoes off so he could be grounded to the streets of New York? And didn't he marry, like, Gordy? Did he marry a witch? What is up with her? She's weird. And he got lots of money. Most spectacular failure ever in the world of startups. But he still walked away a billionaire, and now he's back again. And Anderson Horowitz, or Andreessen Horowitz, excuse me, um, wrote a check for $350 million. The biggest check they've ever written. And he's getting into a new housing rental company called Flow. And essentially what he's doing is in the South, he's buying hundreds of apartment buildings. Is it just, is it a tech company or is it going to be a real estate company that has a lot of apartments that people rent from them? Is it going to be, yes, you could now be in five different cities across the United States because working in your office isn't as important. But Apple said today, everyone comes back three days a week starting in September. Uh, and actually what they're saying is, could you come back three days a week? Could you? Could you? They're not demanding. They're kind of strongly hinting. But someone still believes in giving this man, Newman, Adam Newman, a lot of money. And it's shocking. He's bought 3,000 apartments in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Atlanta, Nashville. He's building out living spaces with consistent services and community features. He's basically, this was going to be a spinoff of We Work. I think it was going to be called We Live. And instead of calling it We Live, because We Work is someone else's company now, he's calling it Flow. I'm surprised that he's got an act two this big. Because you can make fun of it in spectacular ways for a reason. We fail, we rise, we work, we live. I don't know. I find that one. Yeah, that's that one's a little on the tough side for me too. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, big day today for the retailers. Um, it's still earnings season. It is in the finding waning throes of earnings season. And Walmart came out with a beauty. I'm not going to get too caught up in that one because Home Depot has to be talked about as well. Walmart projects a smaller loss this year as sales rise. That makes us feel good. That makes us think, okay, China's slowing down, not that important because if we're buying in the United States, well, at least we're okay. Walmart's same-store sales increased 6.5% in the quarter. Walmart's Warehouse Club, also known as Sam's Club, also known as not as good as Costco. So sales increased 9.5%. 
Walmart shares jumped on this news. They said they expect earnings per share to climb between 9 and 11%. That's lower than the 11 to 13% decline they projected just 90 days ago. And Wall Street says, okay, so it's not getting worse. Target also a big box retailer. Kind of mucked up what Walmart did last quarter and brought the whole sector into, man, there's going to be a lot of discounts. Now, discounts are a good thing for you and me, the consumer. They're a bad thing for the, the, the seller. But you know how you're hearing about supply chains being broken. This is what it looks like at Walmart. Hey, boss, we just got a, a crate from China. It's got some clothes in it. Let's we'll open it up. Let's see what we got. It's back to school, right? So it's fall right now. So people are thinking sweaters on the East Coast. They're thinking about uh, flannels. Oh, we got a bunch of summer shorts. You better put those on sale. We missed summer. So the shipping of clothes is particularly brutal in the retail industry. When you hear about things being stuck on boats out in harbors. Because white may have been a big color this summer. It ain't the big color in the fall. Uh, I think it's going to be more of a creamy COVID color. So Walmart important, but also Home Depot important. Home Depot gives us a different perspective than Walmart. Home Depot is more middle income. Walmart's considered lower income. How much are we paying? How much of inflation is being passed on or not? What sort of inventory is moving? Walmart says they're very lean right now. Home Depot stock is slipping on fewer customer transactions. Okay, that's interesting because aren't we, well, we're coming out of COVID, so we're going on vacations. We're, we're not really using our own space as much, damaging our own space as much, maintaining our own space as much. So Home Depot shares are down slowly, lower. You know, here's a, a mention. I would buy Home Depot as a stock. I don't own it individually, but it wouldn't be a big stretch. If you were to say, Rob, you have to own it something for 30 years, 10 years, 15 years. Yeah. Um, it's crazy because I've been through a cycle in my 20s where you know, I was in love and I had to go get a hammer for the apartment or a toilet plunger for the apartment. And then in my 30s and my 40s with kids, I'm painting their bedrooms. And then in my 50s, I'm having them paint their rooms. So I've been through a whole life cycle. It's like a bad Disney Pixar film. Rob goes shopping with a lonely dinosaur and a robot. That would be my Pixar film. Wells Fargo said that Home Depot delivered very solid results across the board, illustrating the resilience of the pros and suggesting underlying housing metrics are at least less likely bad than feared. He has a $350 target on the stock. Eh, I'm okay. Here's the thing about Home Depot. If I were to buy it, I might have 10, 15, 20 years. I care more about the company than I care about the price of the company. Now, in down markets, I'm going to love the fact that you can get it on sale. But I feel very good about companies like Home Depot for the long-term patient investor. Consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on this show. One area that I'm not so pumped on, new homes. The home builders are saying we are in a home buying recession. That is a bit of a problem for Home Depot. 
Um, yes, we're eventually going to get paint. Yes, you get the idea that we're eventually going to be upgraded the toilets and everything. But um, home builders, they're saying gloom. That's the one thing our economy has played a lot with. It's played with a lot with the ideas of inflation. It's played a lot with recession. Have we replayed with the idea of home prices falling? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. I'm always reading about new companies, new business models. I don't care much about fashion models. I know you're saying snarky. Um, American Airlines has agreed to buy 20 supersonic planes from Boom. Interesting. Boom is a new airline, not airline, uh, plane making company. The jets will fly as fast as Mach 1.7 or 1,300 miles per hour. I am not an expert at aviation, but that's dang fast, twice as fast. Maybe sometimes three times as fast as current airplanes fly, depending on their heights and everything. That's going to get a trip from Paris to New York done a lot quicker. The airlines make a ton of money on international travel. And they do even better when they could say, oh, you're going to be there in half the time. Going from Seattle to Tokyo typically takes 10 hours. It can be done in six hours on an overture jet. That's pretty impressive. One of the reasons I've never really wanted to go to Asia is the long flights. I've been to Australia once in my life, and that flight was brutal, 18 hours. Where, yeah, it was it was great to see Australia. It was great to do a whole month in Australia. Was, I, I had a lot of uh, adulting going on then. Where I still had kid kind of sensibilities and adult-like actions. Lovely country. But that 18-hour flight, by the time you're landing, you're like, you're, you're a little delirious. I'm surprised more people don't go crazy on transatlantic flights and transcontinental uh, flights. I was close. <laughs> I remember it, oh, it was during the, uh, one of the big hurricanes. And it was actually a pretty bumpy flight. Guess what's coming to movie theaters right now? Um, Avatar? The new one? Avatar? No, 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 no. They're releasing the old Avatar. So, and they're releasing the old Rogue One Star Wars movie. So we're getting a Star Wars movie and Avatar? No, no, no. You're getting Rogue One. And it's being re-released in the movie theaters to promote the Rogue One TV show on Disney. And Avatar is being released in the movie theaters in large part, maybe to get another record, maybe to squeeze a little bit more milk from that cow. But also because there's a new Avatar movie coming. And it kind of stinks because uh, Bloomhouse... They've got a fantastic slate of horror movies, and some of them are like really creepy and really original. So we get Rogue One, another Star Wars? No, a re-release of a Star Wars film? Please don't do the solo movie. Please don't re-release that. We don't need that. Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, it's going to be a little bit more uh, fun. They're doing a slightly different cut. Just milking it, right? Uh-huh. Um, so it's a big promotion on the avatar for the way of the water, the next avatar film. So you're going to see a lot of underwater fantasy fishies. Got a great email from someone. 
and this is a very regular email. This this should probably sound something kind of like your life. I'm in a very lucky position. I'm going to receive a $300,000 inheritance, sorry, $400,000 inheritance, or I'm going to get my mom's house when she dies. When people get a big windfall, one of the things they want to do is pay off their mortgage. I get it. Mama just died and she left me $300,000. I'm going to pay off my mortgage because my mama loved me. Pay off your mortgage if it's at 4 5 6%. Yes. Do not pay off your mortgage, in my opinion, if it's at 2.5% and you have a job and you feel good about it. Somewhere in between is you. I don't like paying off for sentimental reasons. I've got two mortgages that probably will be around when I die. And my kids won't be like, dad died. Now we got to go to work and quit school and, and pay the mortgage. No, I mean, I'm well off. That won't be a problem. But the low cost of money is attractive, so I keep it there. You can save a considerable amount of money by paying off a mortgage early. So, yeah, I can say, tell you that. But is paying off interest more important than investing? I don't think it is. 30-year mortgage rate right now is 5.5%. Consumer price index, 8.5%. You have to take into account what that's going to do. When you're home, let's say you have a million-dollar home, and you see inflation at 8.5%, your million-dollar home kind of just lost 8.5% of buying power, unless your home goes up 8.5%. Ooh. We're always trying to keep up with inflation, whether it's our investment returns or our home returns. You get a tax advantage retirement savings in a 401k or an IRA. And for me, that's the area where it becomes put the money into investing. Get it working for you. Historically, stock markets returned 8% plus dividends. The real estate market is returned 5%. The bond market about 6%. Now, real estate shouldn't go up unless wages go up. And wages have gone up, but not at great levels compared to other areas of inflation. So when people say, I got a big windfall, what should I do with it? Automatically, I go, do you have enough saved for retirement? And they're like, no. I'm like, well, I would consider that because you're going to retire one day and not have income. Now, when I'm 60 years old, when I retire, I can get a job as uh no, I don't want to say that one. I was going to say, I was going to say Deuce Bigelow, male Bigelow. I could do that. And I could live from city to city. I could go around telling children stories of, of investing and having their parents let me sleep downstairs on their couch for entertaining and educating their children. I may become a nomad, but no, no, no. When I'm 60 years old and not working. I'm going to need income because I like some of the better things in life, like food and beach views. But when I'm 60, I could probably be a nomad a lot easier than I could be a guy who can be a bank robber. 
income's more important to me than a house. So when people say, I want to pay off my house, I'm like, okay, fine. You'll have something that's paid off, but you won't be able to feed yourself in retirement. And that's going to be a problem. Well, I can always have a house, but you always have to live somewhere. So when I see people, couples going through divorce and EP Wealth has certified financial planners that specialize in, in divorce mediation and in divorce scenarios, not divorce mediation, but divorce scenarios. It's really important that the wife doesn't go for the house because you can always live somewhere. If it comes down to a million dollar house or a million dollar retirement account, take the retirement account. If you can figure out how to figure out the house as well, that's great. But the, getting money saved for retirement is a lot more difficult, in my opinion, than finding a place to live next month. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening to the show. Coming up, more on the markets. Plus, I'm Rob Black. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.